Hey, siempre es, es, es bonito poder eh, abrir la Biblia juntos. It's always beautiful to open God's Word together. And um, what I love about uh, this series that we're in right now, lo que amo de esta serie en la que estamos ahorita, que se llama This is Home, es que cada semana estamos viendo diferentes prácticas de Jesús. What I love about this series is that um, we're looking at different practices that Jesus did while he was here on earth that we as followers of Jesus can imitate. Estas prácticas que Jesús hizo a través de su vida que tú y yo podemos practicar. And so, um, one of the convictions that uh, uh, we have here at Eden, una de las convicciones que tenemos acá en Eden, es que no tienes que... Eh, creer lo que nosotros creemos para ser abrazados por nosotros. You don't have to believe what we believe in order to be embraced by us. If you haven't been to church in a while, si no has ido a la iglesia en, en mucho tiempo, if you're checking out this whole Jesus thing, si estás viendo que se trata eso de seguir a Jesús, we want you to know that you're welcomed here. Queremos que sepas que eres bienvenido a ese espacio. If you have questions, if you have doubts, si tienes preguntas, si tienes dudas, you're welcome here. Eres bienvenido a este lugar. And so, um, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Si tienes tu Biblia, vamos a entrar eh, al pasaje. Ve conmigo a Lucas capítulo 19. Go with me to Luke chapter 19. Uh, we're going to be looking at a famous story. Vamos, ver, vamos a ver una historia famosa que si creciste en la iglesia, tal vez la escuchaste. If you grow up in or around church, you probably heard of this story already. And so, I want us to look at it with some fresh eyes. Quiero que lo veamos con unos ojos frescos. Eh, como mencioné, estamos en esta serie titulada This is Home, estamos en una serie titulada Esto es Casa, y cada semana estamos viendo una práctica de Jesús. Every week we're looking at a practice of Jesus, and uh, we believe that when you apply these practices to your life, creemos que cuando tú y yo aplicamos estas prácticas a nuestra vida, crean espacio en nuestra vida, it creates space in our life, for us to encounter God para tener un encuentro con Dios and God through his Holy Spirit begins to transform us. Dios por medio del Espíritu Santo empieza a transformarnos y nos empezamos a ver un poco más como Jesús, que es la meta. We begin to look a little bit more like Jesus, which is the goal. And so today we're going to be looking at um, the fifth practice. Hoy vamos a ver la quinta práctica de Jesús. Um, I love this one. We're going to be looking at the practice of hospitality. Hoy vamos a estar hablando acerca de la práctica de la hospitalidad. And uh, really quickly, uh, rápidamente, eh, ¿cuántos dirían que les gusta el café? How many of you are saved? Ah, that's kind of goes hand in hand, right? Eh, a ver, a ver, una vez más. A ver, ¿sabes? ¿A quién no le gusta el café? No quieren ser juzgados. Y'all don't want to get judged. <laughs> All right, who likes coffee? Sheesh, Starbucks doesn't count. Nah, no te creas. No siempre me... Okay, so if you know me, you know I love coffee. I'm constantly texting people, hey, do you like coffee? Siempre le estoy escribiendo a las personas, hey, ¿te gusta el café? And so I love coffee, me gusta el café, pero no siempre me gustaba el café. I didn't always like coffee. This week at Cruz, esta semana en Cruz, uh, Jerry, um, one of the guys here at the church, he, he's like, bro, like, I know you as a kid and you never always liked coffee. Yo te conozco de niño, no, no siempre te gustaba el café. Ahora estás haciéndonos café. Now you're making us coffee. Like, when did you start liking coffee? Now, um, when I went to Bible college, cuando fui al Instituto Bíblico, eh, dentro del Instituto Bíblico, a todos les daban un trabajo. 
So everybody at the Bible college had a job. Now, it wasn't a paid job. It was like a volunteer job. Eh? And so it was funny because they would grade you based on how well you served. Right? So it's like, ah, like, you didn't serve that good. You get like a B plus or whatever. Right? And so everyone in, in the Bible college had a, a, a job to do on campus. Todos tenían un trabajo que hacer en la escuela. My job at that time was to work at the coffee shop at the school. Mi trabajo era trabajar en la cafetera, cafetería de la escuela. El problema es que no me gustaba el café. The problem was I didn't like coffee at that time. And number two, I didn't know how to make coffee. No sabía hacer el café. And so um, they would always uh, make me, um, they would always make me like the cashier. Siempre me tocaba de cajero. I would always be the guy warming up, you know, you go to, the guy warming up the bread. Yo era el que iba calentaba los bagels, ¿verdad? And I would, I would always do very simple tasks. Yo siempre hacía cosas muy sencillas. And I remember that one day, yo recuerdo que un día, la persona que iba a trabajar conmigo, the person that was supposed to work with me, called out last minute. La persona que iba a trabajar conmigo al final, al último minuto dijo que no podían ir a trabajar. And so your boy was stuck at the coffee shop by himself. Me tocó trabajar solo en la cafetería, no gustando el café, y no sabía hacer el café. I didn't like coffee, and I didn't know how to make coffee. And so when people would come and be like, hey, like, what coffee is good? Cuando las personas me dicen, hey, ¿qué café es bueno? I would lie to them. <laughs> God forgave me, right? Um, les mentía, ¿verdad? Pero eh, eventualmente, eventually, right? Um, this time that this person called off, la, esa vez que la persona no llegó al trabajo, um, I was in charge of cashier and making the coffee. Me tocaba hacer cajero y hacer el café. El problema es que no sabía hacer el café. Y una chava eh, pide un pumpkin spice latte, un PSL, ¿eh? Y obviamente no le iba a decir que no sabía hacer café. Obviously, I wasn't going to tell her, like, hey, I don't know how to make coffee. So what I did, lo que yo hice es que fui a la cafetera, saqué el shot, I pulled the shot, I measured the milk, me di, me di la leche, and what I did is I put it in a blender. Lo puse en una licuadora. Someone's like, what, what do you mean, right? Um, I put it, and, and I was like, man, I got the coffee, I got the milk, right? Tengo la, el café, tengo la leche. And so what I did is that I grabbed a pumpkin muffin. <laughs> Agarré un muffin de, de calabaza y lo puse en la licuadora. And I, I, like, I like mixed it. Like, and I served it. Y lo serví, and I was like, ah, pumpkin, sli pumpkin slice latte for Brittany on the table, ah. Huh? And so um, it, was, it was horrible. That era horrible. Eh, obviamente con el tiempo aprendí a, a apreciar el café. Over time I learned to love coffee. And when I started dating Nani, cuando empecé a salir con Nani, every time I would go to their house, Sir would always make me a coffee. Siempre que iba a la casa de Sir y Nani, Sir, uh, me hacía un café. Yo recuerdo que la primera vez que fui a la casa de mis suegros, the first time I went to uh, my in-laws' house, um, Sir made me like five coffees. Sir me hizo como cinco cafés. Esa noche me fui a acostar y, y no sabía hacer el Espíritu Santo o la ansiedad, right? I know it was anxiety or the Holy Spirit, but that night I couldn't sleep. And uh, what I'm saying is that over time, I began to love coffee and appreciate coffee. Empecé a amar el café, empecé a apreciar el café. And as I would see Sir making the coffee, al ver a, 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 a Sir hacer el café, eh, me inspiré a querer aprender a hacer el café. I began to get inspired to actually learn how to make coffee. And if you know anything about coffee, si sabes algo acerca del café, 
es que, tiene, que tienes que seguir ciertos métodos para que te salga un buen café. There are certain methods you have to follow in order to get a good coffee. And so the goal, la meta, es tener un buen café. It's the goal is to have a good coffee. Your method, tu método, es lo que te lleva a tu meta. So your method is what allows you to get a good coffee. And so you have to measure things. Tienes que medir cosas. Tienes que seguir el método. You have to follow the method in order to get to the goal. Tienes que seguir tu método para llegar a tu meta. Lo que amo acerca de Jesús, what I love about Jesus, is that when he came to this earth, cuando Jesús entró a este mundo, él vino con una meta. Jesus came with a goal, and his goal was to seek and to save those that were lost. Jesús vino a buscar y a salvar lo que estaban perdidos. Jesús vino con una misión. Pero lo que hoy quiero llamar tu atención, what I want to draw your attention to this morning, is the method that Jesus used in order to fulfill his mission. Quiero llamar tu atención al método que Jesús usó para cumplir su misión. ¿Y cuál era el método de Jesús para buscar y salvar a personas perdidas? What was Jesus' method to seek and to save lost people? Or in other words, what was Jesus' method for evangelism? ¿Cuál era el método de Jesús para el evangelismo. Now, if you grew up in church like me, si creciste en la iglesia como yo, eh, tal vez tu experiencia es muy similar a la mía. Maybe your experience is very similar to mine. Um, I, I grew up in the generation where you would go up to people. Yo crecí en la generación que ibas a personas y les decías, hey, si te mueres hoy, ¿a dónde te vas? Right? You would go to people and be like, if you die today, where are you going, right? Or you would go to people and be like, hey, have you ever lied? Have you ever cheated, right? Dabas la lista, right? And so... Um, that's the kind of generation I grew up in. When we think of evangelism, si, si, cuando piensas del evangelismo, uh, maybe we think of, of someone in a corner, pensamos en alguien en una esquina con un speaker predicando, right? Uh, maybe you think of someone outside a stadium, piensas en alguien que está fuera de un estadio con un sign amarillo que dice, arrepiéntete o te vas al infierno, repent or go to hell. So, so when we think of evangelism, that's what we think of. Now, what I want to suggest to you, lo que quiero sugerirte hoy, es que tal vez ese no es el método que nosotros podemos usar o lo que es, no creo que es el mejor método para alcanzar las personas que Jesús alcanzó. I don't think that's the best method in order for us to reach people. And so, what was Jesus' method? ¿Cuál era, cuál era el, el método de Jesús para alcanzar y buscar a personas perdidas? You guys ready for the answer? ¿Están listos para la pregunta? ¿La respuesta? Hospitality. Hospitalidad. Jesus changed the world one meal at a time. Jesús cambió el mundo una comida a la vez. What is hospitality? ¿Qué es hospitalidad? Um, yesterday I, w I went to grab coffee with, sorry, tacos on coffee, right? I went to grab tacos with Hector. Fui a agarrar tacos con Hector. Y le dije, hey, bro, ¿qué, what is hospitality to you? ¿Qué es hospitalidad para ti? He's like, no, pues, cuando alguien me, me, me da de comer, when someone gives me food, right? When someone opens their house to me, cuando alguien me abre su casa. Now, uh, biblically, hospitality, bíblicamente, hospitalidad, uh, lo que es, es extender comunidad a personas lejos de la comunidad de fe. Hospitality, biblically, is to extend community 
to those far from godly community. Hospitalidad is to make strangers friends. Hospitalidad is, is convertir extranjeros a amigos. The way that Jesus changed the world, la manera en como Jesús cambió el mundo, the way that Jesus introduced his kingdom, la manera en como Jesús introdujo su reino, fue una comida a la vez. It was one meal at a time. Now, um, when... You look at this um, in our culture, in esa cultura, cuando pensamos en hospitalidad, when we think of hospitality in our culture, a lot of the times we think of maybe inviting a friend to your house. Tal vez pensamos en invitar a alguien a tu casa, tal vez piensas en hacer una fiesta en tu casa, maybe you think of throwing a party at your house, but when we look at hospitality in the Bible, hospitality is opening up your heart. La hospitalidad es abrir tu corazón y extender los privilegios de comunidad a los que no lo merecen o a extranjeros. So let me, let me say it in English. Hospitality is to open up your heart and extend the privilege of community to those who don't, who don't deserve it and those who are strangers. Jesús, por medio de la hospitalidad, Él convirtió a extranjeros a amigos. Jesus, through hospitality, turned strangers into friends. And as disciples of Jesus, como discípulos de Jesús, nuestro llamado es seguir los pasos de Jesús, is to follow the footsteps of Jesus. We're invited to come and be a part of God's mission. Somos invitados a ser parte de la misión de Jesús. Y yo creo que eh, la práctica de la hospitalidad, the practice of hospitality, is the most effective way in 2023. Es la manera más efectiva en 2023 para alcanzar a las personas con el evangelio de Jesús. I think it's the most powerful and effective way to reach people with the gospel. And so, um, we're in Luke chapter 19, Lucas capítulo 19. Vamos a empezar en el verso. We're going to start in, in verse chapter 1. Lucas 19, verse 1. Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Uh, the verse is going to be in English and we'll read it in Spanish. Man, I'm burning up here. Luke chapter 1. I'm sweating bullets. Jesús entró en Jericó y comenzó a pasar por la ciudad. Había ahí un hombre llamado Saqueo. Era jefe de los cobradores de impuestos de la región que se había, eh, de, de la región y se había hecho muy rico. Saqueo trató de mirar a Jesús, pero era, un, era de poca estatura y no podía ver por encima de la multitud. Así que se adelantó corriendo y se subió a una higuera sicomor y estaba junto al camino pero, porque Jesús iba a pasar por ahí. Cuando Jesús pasó, miró a Saqueo y lo llamó por su nombre. Saqueo le dijo, baja de enseguida, debo hospedarme hoy en tu casa. Saqueo bajó rápidamente y lleno de entusiasmo y alegría llevó a Jesús a su casa. Pero la gente estaba feliz y contentos. No, el pasaje dice que la gente estaba desgustada y murmuraban. Fue a hospedarse en la casa de un pecador de mala fama. Mientras tanto, Saqueo se puso de pie delante del Señor y dijo, Señor, daré la mitad de, de mis riquezas a los pobres y si he estafado a alguien con sus impuestos, le devolveré Thank you, bro. Eh, cuatro veces más. Jesús respondió, la salvación ha venido a esta casa porque este hombre ha demostrado ser un verdadero hijo 
de Abraham, verso 10, verse 10. Pues el Hijo del Hombre vino a buscar y a salvar a, lo que, a los que estaban perdidos. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who were lost. Now, um, when I grew up, uh, when I grew up in church, cuando yo crecí en la iglesia, um, y nos enseñaban esta historia de niño, when they would show us this, uh, teach us this passage as a kid, um, basically the message, básicamente el mensaje es, era que Jesús también amaba a las personas chaparritas. It, the message was that Jesus also loved short people. And now my short people said? Amen. Amen. Wow. And so, now as an adult, ya como adulto, eh, cuando entiendo el... Con oh, thank the Lord, AC. Cuando entiendo, cuando entiendo eh, este pasaje, when I understand this passage, um, when you put it into its right context, cuando lo pones en su contexto correcto, um, it makes a lot more sense. Hace mucho más sentido, and it's, it's, it's a story more profound than God loving short people. Es una historia más profunda que Dios ama a personas chaparras. Que si es verdad, it's true. Um, but, but look at verse 7. Mira el verso 7. Um, después de que Jesús le dice a Saco, after Jesus tells Zacchaeus, hey, I'm going to go, go to your house. Voy a hospedarme en tu casa. The, the passage tells us this, verse 7. Pero la gente estaba desgustada y murmuraban. Fue a hospedarse en la casa de un pecador de mala fama. Verse 7 says, but the people were displeased. He had gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Now, uh, people were mad that Jesus went uh, to Zacchaeus' house for two reasons. Las personas estaban enojados que, Zacchaeus, que Jesús fue a la casa de Zacchaeus por dos razones. La primera era porque Zacchaeus era un cobrador de impuestos. The first was because Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Now, in our context, it's very hard to understand that. En nuestro contexto es difícil de entenderlo. Um, our context is not like, oh, the IRS, we hate them, right? No es como los que trabajan para el IRS, eso no es lo que es. Now, um, in the context of what was happening around Jesus' time, en el tiempo de lo que estaba pasando, en el tiempo de Jesús, es que la nación de Israel era oprimida por los romanos. The nation of Israel was oppressed by the Romans. And um, history tells us that the Romans were bad people. La historia nos dice que romanos eran personas malas. Después de que ellos conquistaban una ciudad, after they would conquer a city, um, they would rape the women, violaban a las mujeres, they would kill the men, mataban a los hombres, and they would sacrifice the kids. Ellos sacrificaban a los niños. Ellos eran personas malas. History, tell, sorry if it's gruesome, history would tell us that um, they would decapitate people, que les cortaban la cabeza a personas, and they would put their heads on sticks, ponían sus cabezas en palos, and they would line them up Um, the main street, ponían estos palos cerca de la calle principal. They would send a message that was very clear, right? This is what happens if you disobey Rome. El mensaje era claro, si desobedeces a Roma, esto es lo que pasa. And so whenever uh, the Roman Empire would conquer a city, después de que eh, los romanos conquistaban una ciudad, they would begin to collect taxes from that city. Ellos empezaban a cobrar impuestos a esa ciudad. And so what they would do is they would hire a tax collector. Ellos, eh, eh, ellos eh, básicamente eh, ponían a alguien encargado para recaudar los, recoger los, los impuestos. And so what was interesting about that is that they wouldn't bring a Roman to be the tax collector. No traían a un romano 
para ser el cobrador de impuestos. What they would do is that they would hire someone from that city. Ellos, eh, basic, um, they would hire, oh my gosh, the word is leaving my head. Contrataban a alguien de esa ciudad. Now, the person that would get hired was basically a traitor to their own people. Básicamente, la persona que tomaba ese trabajo traicionaba a su, a su pueblo. And through the taxes that the government charged, los impuestos que el gobierno cobraba, these tax collectors, estos cobradores de impuestos, podían cobrar más. They could charge more. And that difference is what they kept for themselves. Esa diferencia es lo que ellos se quedaban para sí mismos. And so, let, for example, let's say the Roman Empire required 50%. Hay que decir que el Romano Imperio requería el 50%. These tax collectors could charge 70%. Esos cobradores de impuestos podían cobrar el 70% de impuestos. And there was uh, Roman soldiers behind them. So if you didn't want to pay... You, you know, there, there was oppression going on. Había opresión sucediendo. So, um, this is who Zacchaeus is. Esto es quien Zacchaeus era. In the eyes of everyone, en los ojos de todos, Zacchaeus era una persona mala. He was a bad person. He was a traitor. Era un traidor. And so, Jesus, he goes to Zacchaeus' house. Jesús va a la casa de Zacchaeus. Now, solo para que lo entiendas un poco más, just so you understand it a little bit more, Um, really quick, I want you to think of someone. Quiero que pienses de alguien o el tipo de persona or the type of person who you think um, is at the lowest level of the moral ladder. Piensa en alguien o el tipo de persona que para ti está, eh, si hubiera una escalera de, de moralidad, están hasta abajo. Think of someone or some or a type of person. Maybe it's uh, a terrorist, los terroristas. Maybe it's a uh, uh, rapist. Think of someone. Now imagine, ahora imagina que Jesús va a la casa de esa persona. Now imagine that Jesus goes to the house of that person and Jesus is treating them with love. Jesús los está tratando con amor. Jesus is breaking bread with them. Jesús está comiendo con ellos. And Jesus is spending time with them. Y Jesús está pasando tiempo con ellos. What, what, what goes on in our mind? ¿Qué, qué pasa en nuestra mente? What, what do we think of? Maybe confusion. Tal vez confusión. Maybe questions. Why Jesus? God, not them. They don't deserve that. Ellos no merecen eso, Dios. Merecen eso, Dios. They're bad people. This is what was going on. Tax collectors were the worst of the worst. Los, los cobradores de impuestos y las prostitutas, um, tax collectors and prostitutes were at the lowest level of morality. And Jesus, who does he go have meals with? Jesús, ¿con quién va a comer? Con cobradores de impuestos y prostitutas. With tax collectors and sinners. That's who Jesus goes with. That's, that's a hard pill to swallow. And so a lot of times we judge Pharisees. We're like, ah, Pharisees, like bad people. But you got to understand this is what's going through their mind. Why is Jesus spending time with someone that doesn't deserve it? ¿Por qué es que Jesús está pasando tiempo con alguien que no merece su tiempo? And Jesus, um, what we see through the hospitality of Jesus, lo que vemos de la hospitalidad de Jesús es que 
podemos ver qué tan grande y qué tan inclusivo es la gracia de Dios. We see how big and how inclusive the grace of God is, that it doesn't matter what you've done, que no importa lo que has hecho, no importa cuál es tu trasfondo religioso, it doesn't matter what your religious background is, no importa cuál es tu lenguaje preferido, que, what, what's your uh, preferred language, it doesn't matter the color of your skin and color de tu piel, um, hay espacio para ti en la mesa de Jesús. There is room for you at Jesus' table. And he invites people. Y él invita personas that, that the religious people said shouldn't be invited to the table. Jesús invita personas que la gente religiosa dice, ellos no deben de estar en la mesa. And Jesus, he creates space at his table so that sinners, tax collectors, and prostitutes can come and sit at his table. Jesús crea espacio para que los cobradores de impuestos, las prostitutas, los pecadores puedan sentarse a su mesa. That's what Jesus calls us to do. Eso es lo que Jesús nos llama a hacer. He invites us to create space at our table. Nos invita a crear espacio en nuestra mesa para que personas puedan sentarse a comer so that people can come and sit and eat. Jesus would sit with sinners. Jesús se sentaba con pecadores and he would love on them. Y ellos, y Jesús los amaba. And then Jesus would invite them and Jesús los invitaba. Hey, ven y sígueme. Come and follow me. And that's why we see, we see the end of uh, Luke chapter 19. Look at the end of Luke 19. Mientras tanto, Saqueo se puso de pie delante del Señor y dijo, Señor, Daré la mitad de mis riquezas a los pobres. Y si he estafado a alguien con, mis, con sus impuestos, desde devolveré cuatro veces más. Jesús respondió, la salvación ha venido hoy a esta casa. In other words, in other words, someone who was far away from the community of God, alguien que estaba lejos de la comunidad de Dios, ha sido traído de regreso a la mesa de Dios. Someone who was far from God's community has been brought back to God's table. Salvation has come to this home today. Salvación ha venido hasta casa hoy. Notice Jesus isn't saying this from a pulpit. Nota que Jesús no lo está diciendo de, de, de un escenario así. Jesus isn't saying, this isn't part of the, the Sermon on the Mount. Este no es parte del Sermón del Monte. Jesus is sitting in the house of a sinner. Jesús está en la mesa, en la sala de un pecador. And from that place, he says, salvation has come to this home. Salvación ha venido a esta casa. La manera, el método de cómo Jesús iba a cumplir su misión, buscar y salvar a todos los que están perdidos, to seek and to save the lost, it was one meal at a time. Era una comida a la vez. Era una persona a la vez. La manera en cómo Jesús introdujo su reino, the way that Jesus introduced his kingdom was one meal at a time. Era una comida a la vez. Un teólogo una vez dijo, one theologian once said, what got Jesus killed? Lo que fue la razón por la cual mataron a Jesús es que Jesús comió con todas las personas incorrectas. What got Jesus killed is that he ate with all the wrong people. And um, there's this quote by, I forgot his name. It's uh, Mike Brin. He says this. Mira lo que dice Mike Brin. If you take meals out of the Bible, it's a very short book. In a world of 
of a competing church, competing church models and strategies, Jesus employed one practice over all the others, sharing a meal with people. Grace, mission, and community are never intact, are, are never enacted best through programs and propaganda, but rather through the equality and acceptance experienced at a common table. May our lives never be too busy to live this out. Mira lo que dice, si quitas las comidas de la Biblia, es un libro muy corto. En un mundo de, de, de iglesia, de modelos y estratégicas, Jesús puso una práctica por encima de todas las demás. Comparte una comida con alguien. La gracia, la misión y la comunidad nunca se representan mejor a través de programas o propaganda, sino a través de la igualdad y la aceptancia experimentada en la mesa. Que nuestras vidas nunca estén demasiadas ocupadas para vivir esto. Now, Jesus is our example of what it looks like to be hospitable. Jesús es nuestro ejemplo en cómo se ve eh, ser eh, hospitalario. And as disciples of Jesus, como discípulos de Jesús, la manera en cómo tú y yo podemos cambiar una ciudad, the way that you and I can change a city, and I believe that we can change a city one meal at a time. Yo creo que podemos cambiar una ciudad una comida a la vez. It's taking the time to sit with people. Es tomando el tiempo para sentarte con personas. It's opening your home. Es abriendo tu casa. And simply listening to people. Escuchar a personas. Two things and, and two thoughts really quick and we're done. Dos pensamientos rápido y terminamos. Número uno. What does this mean to me? How do I apply this to my life? ¿Qué significa para mí? ¿Cómo lo aplico? The first thing, start where you're at. Número uno, empieza donde estás. There's a statistic that says that more than ever, people feel alone. Hay una estadística que dice que más que nunca la gente hoy se siente sola. Uh, from the 1990s till today, de los uh, 190s al día de hoy, um, las personas dirían que se, uh, it's, the number has quadrupled. El número ha crecido por cuatro veces de personas que dicen que se sienten solas. Uh, 40% of people in the U.S. today would say that um, they're not a part of a community and no one really knows them. 40%. So in this room, that would be um, out of 100 people, 40 people would say, I'm not a part of a community and people don't know what I'm really going through. 40% dirían que, que no están en una comunidad y gente no sabe lo que ellos están pasando. In this world, in, the, in our city, let me bring it just to our city, in nuestra ciudad, um, people are lonely. Gente está sola. And that's why depression has skyrocketed. People feel like, they don't, like people don't, can't relate to me. Gente no se puede relacionar conmigo. People don't know what I'm struggling with. La gente no sabe lo que estoy pasando. And so, as a church, we can step into the gap. Como iglesia, nosotros podemos tomar un paso en ese espacio and be like, hey, we're going to be the kind of church that doesn't run away from the pain. No vamos a ser el tipo de iglesia que corre del dolor, but we're going to be the kind of church like Jesus that runs towards the pain. Vamos a ser el tipo de iglesia que es como Jesús que va hacia el dolor. And if in our culture, there's people 
people that feel lonely. We're going to be the kind of church that opens up our homes. Vamos a ser el tipo de iglesia que abre nuestras casas so that people can sit with us, para que gente se pueda sentar a nuestra mesa, and people can say, man, this is what I'm going through. Esto es lo que yo estoy pasando. And through that, y por medio de eso, people can see the love of Jesus in the way that we treat people. La gente puede ver el amor de Jesús en cómo los tratamos. And through that, man, we can see a city come to Jesus. Podemos ver una ciudad venir a Jesús. And entonces, the first thing, empieza donde estás, start where you're at. Maybe your first step today is being a part of a crew. Tal vez tu primer paso hoy es ser parte de un crew. Maybe your, your next step is to open up a crew. Tal vez el siguiente paso es abrir un crew. Abrir tu casa para tener un crew ahí. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe God's calling you in this season to open up your, your house to create space for strangers to become friends. Tal vez Dios está llamando a abrir tu hogar para que extranjeros se puedan convertir en amigos. So that your house can be a space where people can meet Jesus. Donde gente puede conocer a Jesús. That's the first thing. The second thing, and the team can join me, uh, second and final thought is that real life change happens around a table. Que cambio, un cambio, el cambio real en la vida ocurre en la mesa. When you look at the book of Acts, cuando ves el libro de los hechos, eh, nota que eh, el centro de la iglesia no era un púlpito. The center of the church in the book of Acts wasn't a pulpit. The center, of the, the center of the church in the book of Acts, la pieza central de la iglesia en el libro de los hechos era una mesa. It was a table. Think of how the gospel has advanced. Piensa como el evangelio ha avanzado. Right? There wasn't like internet. No había internet. It wasn't TikTok. Christian influencers. No había nada de eso. Right? They were getting persecuted for their faith. Los estaban persiguiendo por su fe. And so they couldn't gather and have messages and sermons. No se podían reunir en un edificio y tener sermones y mensajes. So if they couldn't do that, si no podían hacer eso, entonces, ¿qué hacían? What would they do? They would open up their homes. Abrían sus casas. They would invite their friends, invitaban a sus amigos, and they would invite their neighbors, invitaban a sus vecinos, and they would sit around a table, se sentaban en una mesa, they would participate of the Lord's Supper, participaban de la Santa Cena, and they would begin to share how Jesus has touched their life. Ellos empezaban a compartir cómo Jesús tocó su vida, and they would spread the gospel that way, de esa manera ellos compartían el Evangelio. And so 2,000 years later, dos mil años después, Tú y yo estamos aquí sentados comiendo del fruto de personas que creyeron la Biblia y creyeron los pasos de Jesús. 2,000 years later, we're sitting here and eating off the fruit of people that believed the Bible and believed the ways of Jesus and believed in the practice of hospitality y creyeron en la práctica de hospitalidad. That the world can change one meal at a time que el mundo pueda cambiar una comida a la vez. Que la manera que Jesús introdujo su reino, the way that Jesus introduced 
his kingdom was one meal at a time. It was creating space for the Pharisee. Era creando espacio para el fariseo. It was creating space for the prostitute. Era creando espacio para la prostituta. It was creating space for the sinner. Era creando espacio para el pecador. And it was creating space for you and for me. That's the practice of hospitality. Esa es la práctica de la hospitalidad. Now, I want to finish with this. As I was uh, studying, cuando estaba estudiando esto, se me hizo muy interesante que que los hospitales in the 1400s how do I say that in Spanish si me entienden los 1400s en los cuatros 1400 yes in the 1400s before the 1400s hospitals didn't exist los hospitales no existían before the 1400s the hospitals were invented by Christians Los hospitales fueron inventados por cristianos que leyeron su Biblia. Christians that read their Bible and practiced the way of Jesus. Que practicaron el camino de Jesús y la práctica de hospitalidad. Back in the 1400s, a lot of people were dying. En los 1400s, muchas personas estaban muriendo porque no había mucha medicina. There wasn't a lot of medicine and there wasn't a place where you could take sick people. No había un lugar donde podías llevar a la gente que estaba enferma. And so what would happen, lo que pasaba es que esos cristianos fueron inspirados por la práctica de Jesús. These Christians were inspired by the practice of Jesus. And they said, we're going to build a place. Vamos a crear un espacio donde las personas que, que tienen enfermedades, where people that are sick, donde las personas que, que están de, uh, that are uh, that have disabilities, with a, a place where people are broken. Podemos crear un espacio donde las personas que están quebrantadas puedan venir, and we can step in the gap. Nosotros podemos tomar un paso y ser las manos y pies de Jesús para esas personas, where we can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I don't know if you see it, no sé si lo ves, but that's the calling of us today as a church. Esa es nuestra invitación como iglesia, hacer un hospital para personas, to be a hospital for people, that the church may never turn from that. Que la iglesia nunca cambie de ser eso, that we can be a place that welcomes sinners, que podemos ser un lugar que, que da la bienvenida a pecadores, that we can welcome the prostitute, que podemos darle la bienvenida a las prostitutas, that we can welcome the LGBTQ plus community, que podemos invitar a personas that other churches would be like, they don't belong there. Ellos no pertenecen ahí. We're going to be the kind of church that creates space at our table just as Jesus would. Vamos a ser el tipo de iglesia que crea espacio en nuestra mesa como Jesús lo hizo. Because that is the footsteps that we need to follow. It's the way of Jesus. Es la práctica de Jesús. It's the way of hospitality. Es el camino y la práctica de la hospitalidad. That's what we're called to. Ahí es donde Jesús nos está llamando. Let's pray.